to the High Sensory People podcast. I'm Alicia May. I'm a high sensory leader, coach, and creative empath. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Aston. I'm a high sensory leader and spiritual connection coach. We're high sensory people and we're passionate about raising awareness of the HSP trait and reframing it from being highly sensitive to high sensory and having high sensory intelligence. Did you know that 20 to 30% of the world's population are high sensory? We want to increase our visibility, change how the world sees us, and inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. We would love you to join us on this journey. We hope you enjoy this week's episode and today we're going to be talking about how to have fun as high sensory people. Now this can be challenging for some of us because it's often a rocky road to um, to get to a place where we feel like fun is available to us. As HSPs, we can find life quite difficult before we know about the trait and we know how to um, handle ourselves with it uh, and kind of free ourselves up for having fun. And yet, you know, we are extremely fun at heart and joyful and all of these things are possible. But I think for, for, for me, certainly as a high sensory person, how I have fun might look quite different to how I thought I should be having fun. So I would love to start off, um, Alicia, by us talking about what do we mean by fun? Great question. And like you say, it really varies from people to people and it varies from activity to activity, if that makes any sense. For me, having fun could be um, I'm being made to laugh. It could be fun that I'm just feeling really joyful about something. It could be that I'm um, pushing my boundaries, you know, with the kite surfing, that's fun. I'm wild camping, that's fun. But then sitting by my back door watching our little wild hedgehog nibbling some food, that's fun. Um, being with friends, that's fun. Talking to my colleagues, talking to you, Jane, that's fun. So it really comes in, in different contexts um, and just different variables. You know, wild swimming, that's fun. Um, to be honest, just sitting in nature, that's fun for me. Being on my own can be fun. Um, but you touched on something really, really important that for me, it really took me... Uh, when I was in my self-rejection period, you know, for for a good several years, let, let's go for, for sort of eight, nine years, I was in self-rejection, you know, really from um uh from from my traumatic experience with with my late brother. Mm. And looking back, I didn't really have fun. I had moments of fun, but not fun in the way I do these days, because when I found out I was HSP, you know, that is when everything just became so clear and, and everything shifted. And it was definitely a, a sort of an awakening and acceptance. And then I was able to experience fun in a different way, on a different level, almost like in a in a more tangible, but also in a more ethereal way, if that makes any sense. It was it was really sort of talking to an inner part of me that hadn't really been spoken to, hadn't really been nourished, hadn't really been fed in the in the true meaning of the word fun. Um, 
you know, on, on a complete tangent, to be honest, coaching is actually fun for me. Not hearing people's um, challenges like that, that isn't fun. But what is fun is when they walk away feeling inspired and empowered and they've learned something new about themselves or they've overcome something like that to me is actually fun because I get so much joy from doing that. So to me, my work is fun, if that makes any sense. But um, it was really learning about my values, learning about my needs as a HSP, learning about my self-care, learning about my values and my boundaries. You know, that's really when fun became more of a byproduct, if that makes any sense. It became more like, yeah, what actually is fun for me and what can I do that um, makes me feel happy and joyful um, because I, like you say, I do believe that when we're balanced and healthy, like we really know how to have fun. I know my biggest challenge has been the conventional life because all I want to do is have fun because we're here to have fun, you know, and that's where sadly the narrative, you know, in society isn't to have fun, you know, it's to, to grind and do and achieve and materialism, but actually, you know, I'm obsessed with fun, you know, I want to bring fun into everything. But what about you, Jane? What does fun mean to you? And what, what do we mean by fun? Yeah, I think it's just really interesting as high sensory people, what we mean by fun. Um, and, and I almost have to go back to what I thought fun was in the past when I was perhaps a teenager and in my 20s. And, and I looked at what fun was from the viewpoint of most people so fun was oh having a laugh that was sometimes at other people's expenses now that never sat right with me it didn't and yet when I was younger I probably went along with it I didn't instigate anything like that because it just wasn't in me but having fun poking fun is horrible actually um, but, but, you know, that is, you know, the, the kind of the British thing about, oh, you know, we went out and we had a laugh, you know, we had a few drinks and we had a laugh. <sighs> that is probably what I think a lot of people mean by fun, going out, getting together and just laughing about nonsense over a few drinks and, or, you know, going out, taking drugs, staying up late, dancing all night. That was definitely what I used to do to have fun. And don't get me wrong, the dancing was good. The music was good. It had a terrible price. And actually, what I was probably looking for was music, dance and connection. It didn't need to involve drugs and it didn't need to involve me staying up until 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 10 a.m. in the morning. Didn't need to involve that. But that's sort of what it looked like. Um, you know, and, and fun and, and, you know, fun, fun is sort of synonymous with play, I suppose. Like, how do you play? How do I play as, you know, uh, a, you know, a 52 year old woman? How do I play? Um, well, probably not in the ways that some other people play. Um, and, you know, you talked about, you know, fun being joyful. And so for me, 
the fun that I was looking for in the wrong places when I was going through my teens and 20s, when I was using substances to get me in a place where I thought I could have fun or I thought I should be having fun or I thought I was having fun. And sometimes I was having fun, but not there was not there was no there was not a purity to it somehow. Well, fun now is really being in the moment and seeing what comes and being open to the opportunities of sharing some connection with people that I might come into contact with. And that might be somebody walking down the road. It might be somebody in a shop. It might be somebody I'm working with. It might be a friend. But the the fun that we can have in a lighthearted way Fun for me is not taking myself so seriously, not taking myself too seriously. And I think it is a recovery saying as well, like don't take yourself so seriously because, you know, it can life can feel terribly serious when we have challenges, when we have things to overcome, when we've had difficulties, when we've had trauma, life can feel very, very serious. But the more I think I can get in the moment and be open to what comes, just the fun of the wind blowing some leaves around while I'm walking down the road and the dance of the wind and the leaves, you know, and then maybe some birds flying over. Well, that's fun. Um, I'm going to, yeah. So, so I think fun really is, is gentler and more immediate and more opportunistic than I'd ever given it a chance to be when I was trying to like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to order up some fun now. And that, to me, is not really how fun works. What do you think? Yeah, I really resonated with a lot of you said and have to really agree that, yeah, pre, pre-growing pre up, pre-HSP world, you know, I was doing fun, like you say, in what society deems as fun, when actually it's not really fun. You know, you you saying about picking on people and, and things like that and, and people is it's at people's expense and there's there's a lot of the time where it's just not funny that's actually really mean but there's right but there's moments where you know I really love it when people take the piss out of me but again it's done in a certain way and it's taking the piss out of things that I already own about myself but if you're taking the piss out of things that people haven't integrated properly or they're embarrassed about like that's not cool that's not fun um it's like laughing with, I'm laughing with you. I'm not laughing at you. We're Absolutely. laughing together about this. We're laughing about the lighthearted yeah. way that we're navigating through life together. Exactly. And that is funny. You know, when people sort of, people um, pick up on like my bossiness, you know, and, and they'll do it in such a craftily, humorous, intellectual way. Now that's funny. But mm. when it's derogatory, that's just not funny, is it? But, but you know, after I realised you know, I was HSP and began to embrace that, you know, I was taking fun in a different way. Things were, like you say, I was doing different activities uh, uh, that that were fun. And a word that came up was to me these days, fun has become more fulfilling. There's a fulfillment in the fun that I I have whereas before that's the sort of societal fun was never really fulfilling me it was never really nourishing me in the way that um it does these days if that if that makes any sense it makes perfect sense like 
the the way that I feel about fun now is there's often a depth to it. Yes. It is based on connection. It is based on a common understanding if it's with other people. Uh, and there's a purity to it because I'm not trying to do anyone down. I mean, I never was really. That just wasn't in me. But like I say, I would be easily swayed by, you know, the crowd because I didn't really know who I was. I wasn't anchored enough in myself. And it used to make me feel like, you know, dirty, actually, afterwards. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I feel like I need to go and have a good, like, have a shower or something because I just feel unclean from this yeah. horrible, this horrible energy. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't nice at all. Um, but like you say, you know, the, the, the way I have fun now, all sorts of things. I love learning. That's fun. Yes. Yeah. I love I love physical stuff. I love I always talk about this cycling on my bike down a hill with the wind in my hair. That's so much fun. Often talking to the trees as I go along the road, complimenting them for being very beautiful or, you know, rustling in a particular way. That's fun to me. That's like a child might do talking to you know the things around them as though they as though they are alive my goodness they are alive you know let's not pretend trees are not alive they are um so so there's that connection with my surroundings that I find really fun music I find you know so emotional but can be really fun as well um so there's like a depth to the fun that I have and also purity to it and um yeah and and like a real joy to it and there's something about being on the right path you talked about you know coaching is fun I mean it, well it's joyful mm. it's such pure joy to know that I'm working in in a way that is that I'm supposed to be working in alignment with with you know with my core values and purpose that is super fun I mean it looks that fun looks really different from the way I had fun when I was 20. Yeah. But it is so much more fun and so much more fulfilling. And there's a sense of mastery. I think I always found mastery fun, doing something, doing it well, having that sense of accomplishment around it. There's a high vibration around that stuff. And, and that's fun. Mm, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I wanted to touch back on, you You said about being intense and serious and, and that's the thing with, with HSPs. Yeah. I'm so guilty of being very intense and very serious, mm. especially mm. before I was very, very serious because, yeah. again, it's this societal narrative of we, we've got to be responsible. We've got to be serious. We've got to take life so seriously. And it's like, no, actually, we need to ease up because like you say, we have trauma, we have wounding, we have stress, we have grief, we have these real life experiences that that is serious shit. The rest of it, it's not serious. We need to not take it so seriously. You know, this materialism crap that we're still banging out, you know, that's don't take that shit seriously. Does it matter if you have a brand new car? Does it matter if you have a six bedroom house? Does it matter if you have a brand new kitchen? No, it really doesn't. Stop taking Left that. Left to clean. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, I'm very intense whether I'm being serious or having fun. So sometimes yeah. there's just so much intensity with me, like no matter, no matter what I do. But I need to lighten up. I need to take to poke fun at myself. You know, I need to 
just lighten up sometimes and just like, you know, rub, you know, just shake things off and just remember to have fun because life is about having fun, you know, bringing in that curiosity, that childlike um, essence of just having fun, you know, and I, one of the things I love to do is I find exploring new areas really fun, whether it's a day trip, a holiday or a new walk, just exploring somewhere new. Like that's really fun for me. It's really like, oh, so this is here and that's growing there. And oh, I didn't know this tree was there. Like those moments are really, really fun. And then something that happened the other day, I had to run some errands in town. So I plugged in my um, headphones to listen to music because I don't like built up areas. I don't like like walking through them. And um, and I plug in and it's more magical for me. And I, I have these really sort of um, divinely timed moments and I catch myself out and I end up smiling and it just feels very fun when I don't realise, but my, say my foot pace is then in time with the beat or it's in time oh, with the this or the that. And it's just hilarious. I find that really funny. Like, oh, I'm, I'm walking at the same speed of the beat of the mute. Like, it's just fun. And it's just making a, what would be a very serious walk a fun walk, you know. And it's just, you know, bringing back fun in moments that aren't so fun. And that's the trick for me. It's bringing fun into the moment, into ordinary moments. That's one of my favourite things an ordinary moment I'm walking down the street I'm on a zoom meeting you know like with you know with with somebody whatever bring some fun into it I'm in a shop buying a pair of trainers I'm joking with the person who you know is trying to get the card machine to work we're just having some light-hearted fun banter you know I love that and I and I'm really intense as well I think as high sensory people we often are because we don't see the point in a lot of small talk and fluff about the weather. I mean, we do that. We can do that. I can do that, you know, especially being British. My God, you know, we always talk about the weather. <laughs> it's sort of like the entry into any conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, underneath that little bit of frivolity, I'm I'm pretty intense. And I remember, you know, a boyfriend saying to me once, I wasn't with him very long, and this is why, he went, you're very intense, aren't you? You're very intense. I, I had that too. Need, I think you need to be with somebody who's equally intense. And the way he said it, I mean, I was like, yeah, I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he sort of meant it as not exactly an insult, but he saw it as a downside. And yeah. so being intense, I think it is really important to balance it with an equal amount of fun. Otherwise, life can feel really hard and joyless. And, um, you know, another thing, you know, people say things over the years that stick. Well, they do to me anyway. And so that was something that, you know, an ex-boyfriend said. And then I had an ex-boss who said to me uh, about, you know, when I gave sort of presentations in my sort of previous work when I was a researcher and I had to give like presentations in front of people and stuff. And and he was like, you know, you're really good at these Um and I went, is there anything, you know, any pointers you've got for me, any way I could improve? And he went, you could bring in a bit of levity, i.e. you're too serious, have a bit of fun with it. And at the time, I was um, in my addiction, 
so I was performing, you know, at work quite well, but then I would go home and I would drink and I would smoke weed and I, you know, and I was like right on that treadmill of functional, high functioning, you know, addiction. It was, it was horrible. I didn't have any room for levity. It was so much effort getting up and getting through the day. There was, you know, I didn't have room for fun. And I think it's really crucial as high sensory people that we make um, we make room for fun, almost make like have dates with ourselves, like have a fun date, you know, whether I go down to the beach and I sit on the beach and I just sort of like and I'm in that or maybe, you know, gosh, I haven't had time to do this recently because of moving and settling and all sorts of other things. But um a few months ago, I was doing quite a lot of watercolor painting. And that was just really fun. The colors, watching the way they behaved on a dry page, on a wet page, that to me is fun. Exercise is fun. I find it really, really fun to feel, be really aware of how my physical body is moving in space, how it operates. It also makes me feel really grateful to be able to do that. You know, that's really fun. And I remember that stuff, like as a child, I always found, you know, like doing the splits or like walkovers and stuff, really fun. It was so fun. It was it was emotionally fun. It was physically fun. It was spiritually fun. And I think probably that physical stuff is probably the way I have like the most fun still. That and that and the sort of opportune laughs with people when it's unexpected. Mm. You know, when you laugh and you didn't know you were going to laugh. Yeah. Or somebody says something um, that might be awkward, but actually is really funny because it's kind of like broken the silence or the awkward yeah. space or whatever. And I love those. Um, I'm often the one to say stuff because um, I'm like, oh, this this is this is too intense. This is too serious. And I pop in something and then it gets everybody laughing and relaxing. And I'm like, OK, now now that sort of that that intense balloon's been burst now and we can all relax and just just enjoy but it, it is funny yeah i've had people over the years that you know because we are so sensitive to people's comments being high sensory people you know when people have said to me gosh you're 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 a bit serious aren't you and you you, you know do you think you're a bit too serious or oh, you're a bit you're a bit intense aren't you like you said you're with your boyfriend i've had that yeah. Also, yeah, absolutely. And I've also had people say almost like stop being so silly. Like, stop being so silly. Stop, stop having fun. Like, who who has fun? Like, you're not allowed to have fun. And as a child, I never understood that. It's like, yeah, but aren't we supposed to be having fun while we're here? Like, this doesn't make sense. So it, I couldn't win. It was like, one minute I'm too intense, I'm too serious. And then the next minute I'm having too much fun and people don't like it. They don't like the fact that I'm happy and carefree and happy-go-lucky. It was like, it was like, oh, so then I would become really serious and intense and grind and and be what society expected of me. And, and then then that didn't go down well. So I was like, okay, so I had to like, like I couldn't win, you know? And then these days I'm like, fuck off and let me just be me <laughs> this is it you know people get really disturbed when we climb too far out of our boxes don't they it's like oh don't be too serious but don't, don't be too fun either basically be predictable can you just be predictable and meet uh, my needs yeah don't don't uh, worry about your own can you meet my needs make me feel comfortable can you just oh, be fair? Me, yeah sorry <laughs> swearing it just really bugs me 
No, absolutely. And, and you know, what, what I was thinking of really, you know, when you said about um, sometimes things that are uncomfortable are really funny. When I was on my relapse, so, you know, I was four years clean and sober and then I decided that I might be all right to have a drink. I mean, I wasn't. And I spent the next sort of two and a half, nearly three years uh, trying to prove that I didn't actually need to stop drinking and smoking weed and that I had it all under control and it was fine. And that was actually the least fun, most miserable, most torturous, most awful um, time of my life. And what I remember is when I went back to 12-step meetings, because I realized that I was likely not going to get very, I just, I just didn't want to live anymore. I mean, you know, that's kind of pretty bad really, isn't it? So I just, I just ended up like by some divine coincidence, finding myself back in the meeting. And what I noticed there was everybody was laughing about really dark stuff. And I thought, oh God, I've really missed this. There are really laugh about some real dark stuff because we've likely all experienced something very similar. And it's that thing about, you know, like in like, I don't know, I be- I believe, you know, people who work in hospitals or like people in the police or the fire service, you get this very particular kind of humor. Particularly medics. Yeah. They're, they're the best. As a way yeah. of processing, you know, yeah. some of the awful things about living, it's yeah. it's the best way to counter the darkness is by bringing it right into the light. And Not let's just us. laugh about it. Let's get yeah. rid of some of the tension. Let's literally like shake our physical bodies with laughter to diffuse it. And and I think that's, you know, likely what goes on a lot in, in 12-step meetings. My God, I'd miss the laughter. And I am so grateful to be able to go there. And I don't think I've been to a meeting ever where I haven't had a laugh. So that's fun. You wouldn't yeah. imagine it would be fun to talk about dark stuff, but it really is. It's fun and it's really comforting. And I love that because it's so real. For me, being real is fun. Yeah, I, I really resonate with you because a lot of people find – me quite they don't know how to deal with me because I'll I'll come in with my past experiences that yeah have been the most traumatic for me the most devastating crushing you know they make me just want to clock out but these days because I've worked through so much you know I poke fun at these situations you know when it's appropriate and I'll deliver it and I'll say stuff and, and people you know some people are a bit like oh Oh, are you, are you allowed to say that? And then, and then I think, lighten up! Like, come on, I'm taking the piss out of something that was really horrendous. I think you can too. And then other people, you know, they they absolutely love it and they lap it up. And like you say, my my humor is extremely dark and extremely dry, and I don't really show it with many people because a lot of people can't handle it. Um, but when when people are like that with me, I just I love it. Yeah, almost like the darker the better because. Like you say, that stuff needs the light. And when all said and done, I wouldn't wish that sort of stuff on anybody. It's stuff that I've been through. Um, and you've just got to you've got to see the lightness in it. You really do. You really do. The darkness needs the light. That's absolutely right. And when we shine a light on the darkness, the darkness isn't in that spot anymore. Exactly. That spot is transformed. Yeah. Um, and, and as yeah, and very, very quickly, and as we know, those dark times, you know, dark nights of the soul, dark times in our lives, like 
they actually what make us who we are today. They make us bigger, stronger and better people. So why not laugh about them? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think I'd really like us perhaps to sort of finish by talking about what our advice or suggestions might be to other high sensory people who have trouble having fun or feel like they might not be very good at it or feel like they might need to make time to have fun or, you know, like, well, how should I have fun? I'm so tired. Or how should I have fun? I don't want to go out and, you know, be with lots of, I don't want to go to a fairground, you know, um, what what advice have you got for other high sensory people in terms of, you know, how can we have fun as high sensory people? Yeah, I mean, for me, it comes back to everything with this sort of process and journeys. It's baby steps. Yeah. It's not going to be a massive, extravagant, fun story or situation. Sometimes it could be the tiniest things, mm. like we say, whether it's whether it is going into nature and just like watching the birds can be fun. Just keep it really small, keep it really basic. And for me, the bottom line of having fun is what can bring you joy in that moment. Yeah. And if you don't have time, if you if you are really tired, you know, self-care, like self-care can be fun. You know, like I said yeah. to you before we started recording, you know, I'm I'm cat and house sitting somewhere at the moment, which is a divine home. You know, and I, I, my treat this evening is going to be a bath. I'm really excited because where I currently live, there isn't a bath. So that to me is really fun. It's like, how fun is that? I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to have some candles. I'm really going to treat myself. So although it sounds like a self-care mundane thing to do, mm. that's actually going to bring me some joy. I'm going to look forward to what it's going to do to me chemically, what it's going to do with the endorphins, how it's going to help me sleep, relax my shoulders. Mm. You know, to me, that's fun. So it can be really basic things. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, skydiving and extravagant stuff. It it can just be something really small. Um, yeah. What about you, Jane? That's right. I mean, it can be skydiving. If yeah. you're a high sensation seeker, it might well be skydiving. That was something that was on my bucket list. Now I'm older, I I never got around to doing it. I got really close and then the weather wasn't right. I had my like skydiving suit on and everything. And we were looking at the sky and the pilot went, the weather's not good enough. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So I didn't quite skydive. And now, you know, I'm in my early fifties. I'm a bit worried that if I do that, I might break a hip or something, which, you know, is a distinct possibility for women as they get older. And, you know, yeah. we have to be sensible about this stuff. I'm not saying I'll never do it. But um, yeah, I love that about starting small as well. And um, I think it is about reframing what fun is. Yes. yeah. Fun is what feels enjoyable and joyful and playful for you or for me, for, for, for me as an individual. And that might look really different to the next high sensory person who might have like the most fun looking after their pet snakes or something, or the most fun playing with their children, or the most fun, I mean, I you know, I don't know, litter picking. I, it, it could be anything. It could be anything. Um, so I think it's about being curious about what is it that I really enjoy doing? 
What fills the, that tank? What yeah. fills that love inside you? Yeah. What 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 yeah, what makes me feel really good? What what feels quite playful or adventurous? And you know, I, I sort of lean into that, lean into that, make a little bit of time for it and give it a go. And it can be the most unexpected things. I was saying to you um before we started recording, Lisa, wasn't I, that I did a bit of concreting. Yeah, amazing. Well, and I just... Did you have fun? I did. Yeah. I did have fun doing my concreting. I said, you know, I did it in really, I sort of like, it was like mixing this small amount of concrete. It was almost like baking a cake, mixing a cake mixture and going out and putting it in the cracks where it needed to be and sort of like spraying some water on it it was sort of a little bit like like working with clay or something it it, it just felt so it was kind of almost creative and then there was this sense of mastery as well and I was also outside and it was a beautiful warm day so I was outside and you know I had my plants around me and all of this and I was doing it on my own you know just me and you know and my higher power who's always around me and that was really fun that was really fun um it could be anything yeah and it, and you've just touched on something that it could be that you're on your own doing something Absolutely. it could be that you're people. you know yeah. it doesn't have it's not a a one way it, it it can be all sorts of things and and I, again i just want to reiterate it's what it's what is fun to you not yeah. what is fun what what have you not what you've been told is fun you know because it, it has it hasn't done me any good over the years you know um being hsp when people years ago where i was like it's like oh what are you doing this weekend or what are you doing this evening and i'd say oh i'm gonna i'd be really proud and you know i was younger then and i would say oh, i'm gonna be doing this because that's really fun for me and then they would come with their judgment and go well that doesn't sound like fun <laughs> and then i would question oh or maybe I'm being silly, you know, and that that was years ago. And so I would question, or oh, maybe I'm not a fun person because I'm not doing what they think is fun. And that's the thing is it's it's doing what's fun for you, not what is fun for other people. Yeah, massive. Absolutely. People often ask me, oh, what are you going to do this weekend? And they go, oh, I'm going to work this weekend. And they go, oh, that doesn't sound much fun. And I'm like, no, it's great, actually, because I get to work when I want And so I often choose to catch up with, you know, work over the weekend so that I can take time off in the week when other people are at work and And I'm walking around my, you know, my sort of neighbourhood or in town or on the seafront and and it's it's quite empty because everyone's at work. That to me is loads of fun, which also makes the fact that I'm working at the weekend quite fun because I choose that. Exactly. Yeah. So there are just so many options and I could just keep going. And, you know, for me, I've brought my um, Chanel French making jacket stuff. You know, to me, that's really, really fun. You know, dressmaking. I love it. You know, so it just. Creative. Being creative is fun. I mean, I've got to say, when we started doing this podcast and we were working out how to use, you know, the audio editing software and the music and stuff, it felt like a bit of a steep learning curve. But it, it was a lot of fun and I still really enjoy doing yeah. all of that sort of messing around on the back end of things. That's fun to me. Yeah, you've just brought up for me that, do you know what fun is also for me? Self-expression. Mm. That's really fun. Expressing myself 
or doing something that's an expression of myself. So whether it's voicing something, whether it's been the podcast, like you say, whether it's making something, creating something, an activity, it's expressing something that is you, isn't it? It's it's connecting with you. Yeah. Yeah. We're all unique. So it's going to look unique. I think that's right, though. It fun is about self-expression, whatever form that might be in. If it's a physical self-expression, if it's, you know, some some painting or, you know, working with some software. I know when I was doing my um, my most recent website, um, that was fun because I had to think about, you know, the colors and the fonts and the layout and which pictures would I use. And that felt like a really, it was like doing it. Well, it's a collage basically, isn't it? It's like a digital collage. Um, so, so fun can be found anywhere. It is about the attitude often that I bring to it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, I could keep going with that because there's just so much that is that can be fun. You know, watching yeah. a sunset, that's really fun to me. Yeah. 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 And so, I, I think, you know, for me to be able to have fun, though, just my perhaps last thought is if I'm not well rested, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, if I haven't taken care of my basic needs, I will not be able to connect with that joyful bit in me that makes things fun because I will, because I haven't taken care of those real basics. So I think that sort of basic self-care is kind of a prerequisite for me to be able to have fun. It's like when I was in my addiction and my boss said a bit more levity in your presentations, I was in no place to bring in any levity because I hadn't taken care of those foundational needs. Yeah, that would be that would be my I think my final thought. So take care of your basic self-care needs and then be curious and lean into what you think you might enjoy doing, whatever it is. Yeah. And my final thought is remove that guilt. And that takes time. Love it. I had to work on that because I felt that between people and society, there was a program that used to be running in my mind that I if I had fun, I had to feel guilty because I wasn't being responsible. I wasn't being serious. I wasn't conforming. I wasn't being conventional. So there was, when I started to really get in touch with my fun, um, there was a lot of guilt that I had to work through. Um, and actually having fun is a need. It's a, it's an actual requirement, really. I had fun talking about fun with you. So another reminder that the High Sensory Tribe is now live um, on Mighty Network. So we would love to see you there in the community. Um, all, all HSPs are welcome. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes, uh, which will take you straight to the joining page. And it will be for all HSPs where you're welcome to just meet, share experiences, get some support, information, and hopefully um, plenty of inspiration. Um, it's free for the first month, so you can give it a try. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments. We genuinely really love hearing from you. It's it's a real treat. That is fun. It's so fun to hear from you. Um, and please do subscribe, share and review our podcast. Join us for next week's episode when we'll be talking about boundaries and boundary setting for us as high sensory people. 
Bye for now. Bye for now.